This is Finally Free, a podcast for those sick of battling their bodies, sick of fearing food and the number on the scale, sick of punishing exercise all in the pursuit of diet culture's version of health and wellness. I'm Alana Vandersloos, a certified intuitive eating counselor, eating disorder survivor, and the founder of Freedom with Food and Fitness, where I offer group coaching for women who are ready to heal their relationship with food in their bodies and become their healthiest, happiest, most confident selves without ever having to go on another diet. On this podcast, you will hear me answer your biggest questions around how to become a successful intuitive eater. You'll hear inspiring stories of other women on their food freedom journeys, those who are recovering, those who are recovered, and those who are helping others to do the same. I'll teach you how to quiet that incessant voice in your head telling you you're not enough, how to find peace and satisfaction with food again, how to embrace the one and only body you have with fitness you enjoy so you can move through this world with confidence. Are you ready to be finally free? Thank you for checking out today's episode. But before we get started, I want to remind you of everything Freedom with Food and Fitness has to offer. First, my Instagram, at Freedom with Food and Fitness. The link in my bio there has a ton of free resources, including two quizzes to assess your relationship with food and fitness, access to my Facebook group, Defy the Diet and Beat the Binge, my email list where you can get free worksheets, videos, articles, and exclusive blog posts that you cannot find anywhere else, all related to intuitive eating, body image, and mindset work. And finally, you can schedule a free call with me to discuss your specific struggles and find out how Defy the Diet can end those struggles for good. Defy the Diet is my one-of-a-kind intuitive eating virtual coaching program. In just 10 weeks, you can learn how to improve your overall health, get over your mental triggers with food, be completely free of dieting, feel better about your body, figure out more of what to eat to feel more balanced and energized, learn how to change your mindset, and kick diet culture's ass to the curb. I combine intuitive eating principles with mindset work to create an experience that is effective and inspiring. So see what we're all about. Schedule your free call at freedomwithfoodandfitness.com or click the link in my bio on Instagram at freedomwithfoodandfitness. Today's episode is actually a bonus episode of a coaching call I recently had with my client, Adriana. She's part of the Summer Defy the Diet cohort. We talked about navigating intuitive eating with ADHD and how to make movement a consistent habit, among other things. So listen in. And if you like what you hear, and this is the type of private targeted coaching that you think you need to finally achieve food freedom, schedule a free call with me at freedomwithfoodandfitness.com or click the link in my bio on Instagram at freedomwithfoodandfitness. Enjoy. Oh, well, I'm glad we were able to connect. And um, let me know, what, what do you want to talk about today? Is there anything in particular that you've been struggling with or that you want to ask um, well, like my, I think my biggest struggles are, um, so I realize with food, I'm kind of like, I'm not mindful at all. I kind of just like, I don't know if it's my ADHD that kind of just like on autopilot, but I either to forget to eat or I'll just like automatically go to Uber Eats and it's like, oh, do I feel like Pizza Hut or Wendy's or, but just fast food, you know, like sure. stuff that I know. And and I'm trying not to be so like hard on myself, but at the same time, like I know certain foods 
are kind of making like the plot symptoms worse. So I have to cut them out, you know? Sure. I'm kind of like stuck there a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, like I, I've been able to eliminate, which was kind of hard for me because I'm, I love milk, cheese, ice cream, you name it. Um, but I'm lactose intolerant. So I've done a little bit better by getting like, um, they make lactate ice cream, things like that. So. Okay, good. So how did um, that's how do you... one. And then the other thing is. Can you hear me? You're like cutting in and out. I'm not sure if it's my internet. Um, it might be. I, it looks like I have full bars, like full Wi-Fi. You look good now, though. Um, the last thing okay. I heard you say was you eliminated dairy for um, your lactose intolerance, but you felt like there was enough like uh, alternative choices with lactate and things like that. Right. Yes. And how do you how do you feel uh, when it comes to like the non-dairy options, do they leave you feeling satisfied? Do you feel like you're missing out? Um, right now with the ice cream, I feel like they, they're, honestly, I don't taste the difference. So that's been good. Good, 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 good. That's awesome to hear. All right, so that's that's a really great switch that you made saying, hey, you know, I don't feel good in my body when I have dairy. What are the other options that are gonna still leave me feeling satisfied? So that was a great swap. With the ADHD, um, some of the things that I recommend for clients with ADHD are because with AD, with ADHD, you know, your executive functioning isn't, you know, as high as everybody else's and that makes it really hard to plan. So have you ever experimented with setting a timer throughout your day to go off maybe every three to four hours? And you can just use those timers, not necessarily you have to eat every three to four hours, but just to check in with yourself, just a reminder to kind of stop what you're doing and say, you know, how do I feel right now on the hunger and fullness scale, zero to 10, where am I landing right now? Because that is something that typically happens with people who have ADHD is they forget to eat. And then by the time they realize they're hungry, they're so hungry that they binge. That's exactly what happens, yeah. Yep. Or, or they reach for the, the easiest thing to eat, which is sometimes not the thing that's going to leave us feeling as good in our body as we could. You, ex you explained exactly what I go through. Thank hey, you. No. Good. That's great because I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, I, you know, like even when I'm in school, if I have like a lot of work to do, I just like get lost. It's like tunnel vision and, you know, hours by and I'm like oh wow it's eight o'clock now and exactly then I'm like all right what's quick oh Uber Eats can get me a pizza here like half hour so exactly exactly um the other thing that I would just keep in mind is that typically um the dopamine levels in somebody with ADHD is lower so you're always looking for that dopamine hit. You're always looking to get that feel good. And that's typically found with foods that have more fat and sugar and calories. So that's why that's another reason you might be tending to gravitate toward those things. Not that they're not that that's a bad thing, but it's something to keep in mind that that is part of the diagnosis. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I like a, a rush or like a, you know, like that kid in the candy store feeling of like, oh my God, you know, pizza or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. The other thing I would consider is 
convenience foods. So things that are canned or frozen or pre-prepared or preached, like vegetables that are pre-chopped, food that is pre-chopped. Because again, with, with ADHD, sometimes you don't want to go through a million steps to create. And that's that goes for anybody. That goes for me and I don't have ADHD, but like I, I don't want everything to be homemade. I don't have time for everything to be homemade. So when I go to the grocery store, almost all the vegetables I buy are frozen, almost all of them, just because it's easier. You don't have to worry about using them all before they go bad. So you don't have to worry about wasting money and you could just throw them in the microwave when you want a vegetable. So I love that. Even, you know, uh, frozen like chicken is great. Um, yeah. So, so things like that convenience foods, and I can make a list for you of some of my favorites and I can add that into an email for you. But just taking some of the steps out of preparing meals ahead of time, like doing a meal prep Sunday, but doing it in a way that isn't going to make it so you're spending your whole Sunday preparing, but maybe like an hour, two tops, where so that you have a bunch of ready to go snacks and meals prepared if you want those things throughout the week it would be a quick grab and go and you don't have to be chained to those things like if you look at those things on on Wednesday and go nope I don't want any of this you can get whatever else you want but at least you have those ready-made options and it didn't take forever to prepare so that's definitely something um do you make a list when you go to the grocery store I do yeah I okay good Okay, good. That's a good thing too. Okay. So how do you feel about those suggestions? I like them. I think those are great ideas. I just hadn't thought of them ever. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. That's why I'm here. Great. Now in yeah. terms of being mindful, you said you wanted to be more mindful. Can you tell me more about what you're experiencing when it comes to the mindfulness portion? Well, I feel like with a lot of things, but, but with food in specific, like even when I'm eating, I'm like on my phone, mm. one hand and then like eating. And I'm just like, kind of just going through the motions and like feeling, I want to get this over with, you know, it's not like I'm enjoying my food or like, I'm actually right. You know, being in the moment, being present, I'm just kind of like eating to eat and yeah, some, sometimes that's why I also like avoid eating because it's like I dread it, which I know sounds weird. And um, and then the other thing, like I, I guess that this is like from childhood. I always had issues with like now I think it's ADHD related, but I had issues with like texture or certain scents, certain tastes were just like automatic. I'd get sick, so I tend to like stick to the same few foods, okay. but. I'm bored of them. And then it's like, I'm also afraid, like, all right, but what if I try something and then I'm, you know, allergic to it or whatever? Sure. So that's another thing. Yeah. Sure. Um, do you, do you know if you have a history of like sensory issues? I like haven't been diagnosed, but everything that I've like read on it, it's me to T like even <laughs> like certain clothing material bothers me like okay it was a nightmare <laughs> but yeah what um what type of textures do you tend to avoid 
like um with food or yeah with food i tend i tend to like softer foods i realize um for some reason like if it's like the texture of rice for some reason i can't tolerate maybe just the way i'm making it um I can't think off the top of my head, but I do tend to go for like softer foods or like things that are just easier to like, you don't have to chew a lot, just, you know. Just easier to, okay. Um, yeah, making like fruit smoothies, which has helped me with, because I don't like eating fruit and vegetables. So smoothies have been a good transition. Okay, that's great. And I love the idea of smoothies because I always talk about how you want to approach food from a place of abundance, not scarcity. So there are so many things that you can add into a smoothie that make it more helpful. And you can even sneak things into a smoothie that you don't necessarily like, but you know, you, you know, would feel good in your, like, like spinach, right? You could put spinach in the smoothie. You don't really taste it, but then you get your veggie. So that's good. Good to know. Um, is there anything, I'm curious, is there anything about like crunchier hard foods that you don't like the sound of? Does that come into play ever? I don't know if it's the sound so much as like, I, I kind of have like TMJ and my jaw kind of like locks after I'm like chewing too long. So I think it's, it might be a discomfort thing. You know, okay. I just really, like I said, I just haven't gotten it diagnosed and I don't know who to go to. <laughs> sure. So. That is interesting. Okay, cool. Cause I'm, I'm thinking, cause I know, um, as a general philosophy, we tend to gravitate toward foods that will give us a certain feeling. So for example, when we're very agitated or angry, a lot of people will gravitate toward like hard, crunchy foods. Cause you can get that aggression out, but smoother and softer foods is more like leaning toward a comforting feeling, like wanting that comfort. So I, I'm, I'm just curious, I'm wondering if that has anything to do with it, maybe. That would make sense for me though, because I, I do tend to like, I look for comfort in food. And that's also why I choose like a lot of, you know, cakes and cookies and all the, the childhood birthday party foods, you know, like that's, yeah. I think if I, you know, if I had no, control I'd probably just eat that all the time okay not not good with especially like now with the pots it's like I have to be a little more you know conservative with that stuff yeah I was I was looking into the pots um and let me know if any of this resonates or if you've had success or haven't heard of any of these things um they were saying smaller more frequent meals uh, helps a lot. So I think that would really go well hand in hand with the timer idea. Um, it said, uh, um, if you keep your blood sugar stable, it'll lessen the symptoms. So ways to keep our blood sugar stable would be to make sure that we have um, fiber at every meal. And we try to incorporate all three macronutrients. So carb, sugar, and fat. I'm sorry, carb, sugar, carb, protein, and fat. That might help as well. Um, and if you, if you have trouble kind of figuring out how to build a meal like that, we can absolutely talk about that. Mm -hmm. 
what was the other thing? Um, they, they also suggested adding extra salt to your diet because if you have more salt, um, your blood pressure won't drop as fast because I know it's like a low blood pressure type of issue. Has anyone ever told you any of those things? Um, the extra salt, the cardiologist that I saw told me about it. So I actually bought these like salt tablets that they sell oh. on Amazon. And I've been like, like when I feel just the blood pressure like drop to a really bad level, I just like take a few of those and that helps. And I found this like powdered, it's called liquid IV and you just put it in a water bottle and that also like has extra electrolytes and sodium and all this. So great. Yeah. I, awesome. I, would, like, I think emergency, emergency things, I just want to like learn to get myself to level where it's like, I'm not at, you know, a crisis <laughs> every week or so, you know, kind of like preventative stuff. So sure. I'm not at that, you know, of, like fear of, because like, a week ago or two, I passed out because it was so hot. <laughs> so I'm like trying to get to a level where I'm not passing out and I'm not afraid of passing out. Okay. Yeah, no, for sure. That's really scary. Yeah. Okay. Um, extra salt has helped. I, I hadn't heard about the carbs, protein, and fat though. I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. But I definitely would, would need help like building like meals or like, you know, what would that look like? You, you would, or you wouldn't need help with that. I would need help. Okay. Um, all right, cool. So we will talk about that. So yeah, it would be, and I can, I can write this all out for you as well, but you know, when building a meal, typically, I mean, you could start with any macronutrient you want. You could start with the fat, you could start with the protein, or you could start with the carb. Um, so for example, let's say for breakfast, you wanted oatmeal. Like that was like your first craving. It's like, okay, well, oatmeal is a carb. So what fat and what protein could we put in that oatmeal in order to kind of round it out and balance it out? So we could say, um, you know, maybe for the fat, we want to put some sort of nut butter in there. And maybe we want to put um, a scoop of protein powder, or maybe want, we want to put as a protein, or maybe instead of nut butter, since you like smooth stuff, you know, maybe we want like the creamy peanut butter or I get like, I guess slivered almonds wouldn't be good for you because that's crunchy, but we can, you know, talk about different things that we can put in. So you kind of, you figure out whatever you're craving. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you figure out what else could you put in there to kind of round out the meal. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And that'll keep you fuller longer. It'll keep your blood sugar stable so that you don't, I guess, get caught off guard with hunger because when our blood sugar isn't stable, it goes up and it goes down really quickly and goes up really quickly and down really quickly. And that down can happen so fast that you don't even have time to figure out those early warning hunger signals. It's just like all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I have to eat right now. So we yeah. want to kind of avoid that by keeping it nice and steady. Right. That makes sense. So we, I will definitely add more in an email about uh, building a meal. There should be something, I think, I think it's toward the back of your workbook um, that has like a list of foods grouped by macronutrients. So a list of very common carbs, fats, and proteins. And you can always reference that list when you're thinking, okay, well, what can I add to this meal to, to round it out? Oh, this is a great list. Thank you. I just oh, you found it? Okay. Thank you. Yeah, this is really helpful. It's like I'm at a loss for like sometimes I'm really like I don't know what to eat and then I'm just like I just go to what I always eat you know and then yeah. I'm like stuck in these yeah. same foods but then it's like all right this is boring <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah. And like you, you don't feel, you don't feel satisfied or satiated when you're eating the same foods over and over again. Like you said, like, this is boring. Yeah. Yeah. The other issue that I've had was like with movement and I, it's just like, um, I can't push myself to get to that. And I think it's because like, I was doing pretty good. Like I had a consistent, like 30 minutes a day workout going and everything. And that's when like the pot symptoms got worse and I like was getting lightheaded and my heart started beating really fast. So I was convinced I was going to have a heart attack. Like I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The doctor was like, you know, it was normal for me to be afraid, but he's like, nothing's going to happen to to me. And he's like suggested I do like exercises lying down and all this, but it's like, I can't convince myself, you know, it's like that fear is still just like, wait, but what if you know, so, um, okay. Pain kind of adds to it. And then I'm just like, all right, if I'm in pain, then if I work out, it's going to make it worse. Probably not. Cause that's what I told myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so let's see. Um, I want to do an exercise with you real quick. So, um, well, first of all, before I even do that. Okay. So if you, when it happened, have you ever actually passed out while working out? No, I've gotten like really lightheaded, but I usually like, I feel it coming. So I'll stop and I'll just go get a bottle of water and sit down. So I'm pretty good about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if you, if you know that you get that early warning signal, um, before you actually potentially might pass out, um, what, what is stopping you from getting started? If you know you have that lead time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it right? might just be, <laughs> might just be anxiety and it might just be like, I don't want to do it. And I'm coming up with excuses to like convince myself. It's totally, um, what, I mean, what kinds of workouts were you doing? Were they super, super intense? So initially I was doing yoga and I, I feel like I was fine with that. Then I was like, I need to do something more intense. And that's when things got, you know, um, cause I bought like a kettlebell, like weights, all this stuff. And I was trying to do like, what is it? The, the bands and all this stuff. I was trying to like do really intense. And like, I think someone said it in the group too. Like if they felt like if they don't do an hour, they're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. That was my mindset. So I was like, I have to do at least 45 minutes of this like high intensity workout. Sure. I, I went overboard. <laughs> what yeah. I yeah. And I mean, anybody could go overboard, like pots or no pots. Like you could just really, your heart rate could get too high and that'll make you really lightheaded or you could be too, you know, you could dehydrate yourself. Like that goes for anybody. So I would, and, and honestly, I mean, except for the times you felt like you were going to pass out. Like, were you enjoying those workouts? I was. Cause like, it was the only way to get my mind to like shut up <laughs> for once. And like, I felt relaxed. After. Okay. So okay. it was good mentally, but physically not so much. How about the yoga? How did you feel mentally on the yoga? Also like more relaxed. Okay. Yeah. All right. So out of the two, I'm going to say yoga might be your best bet. Yeah. And yoga is fantastic. I mean, we do have this idea in this society where it has to be hard and fast and intense and sweaty and long. And 
And the studies show, and I mentioned this on Monday, that 15 minutes a day on most days will reap you all the benefits, the health benefits and the longevity benefits that we typically want with exercise, right? So if, if, you know, and a lot of people, you know, they like to say, oh, well, I'm working out to be healthy. Well, if that's really the case, then, then we need to explore why you want to go above and beyond what's going to get you the health and the longevity. Um, yoga is fantastic though. Yoga, um, it, it, strength, it strengthens all your muscles. It lengthens your muscles. It teaches you uh, stability and endurance and breath work. And it's such a wonderful meditative thing to do. It's so well-rounded. It doesn't get the, all the, the, the accolades it really should for everything that it really does for you. Um, and, and then there's, there's different intensities of yoga. There's beginner's yoga, the intermediate, advanced, and you could start wherever you're at right now. And if you feel like you ever could, you know, take on more intensity, you could go up a level, right? There's so many ways to modify. You don't have to go from zero to a hundred. You can kind of build it up if you feel like you're ready for more intensity. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, because I and and I know it's like my perfectionism <laughs> that I just like want to, you know, like do it all in one day or like see results in one day, and it's not realistic, obviously. But yeah, I, I that's why I think you're you're right. Yoga would be better, and I yeah, I could play with like the the videos, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And and in terms of um, consistency, what were you like consistency wise when you were doing the more intense things? not consistent <laughs> maybe yeah. once a week twice a week okay so yeah with the with the yoga you're, you're going to give yourself a little more wiggle room to maybe do it more consistency because consistency is key right. to any sort of progress that you want to see so would it be, have, would I have to do it like every day to be consistent or would you say maybe three four times a week yeah, I like to say, I, I like to leave it open-ended into most days. So I would say four days sounds great. And again, even if it's only 15 minutes and then after that 15 minute mark, you make the decision, like I could do maybe 15 more. I think I'm good today. And e either, either way is fine. Yeah, that's what I need to like learn to listen to myself more. Cause I, I do have a tendency to like push myself to like you could do more, you know, you just, and then I tire myself out. And then, you know, along with the pain and all that, I'm like, all right, I can't do this, you know, the next day. But yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's learning and it takes time and practice, but learning to take that couple of seconds of pause and check in with yourself and say, all right, I, I I'm feeling myself wanting to push more why do I want to push more? Like having that one second, just kind of question that line of thought, because we always think our thoughts are facts. Like yeah. I have to push. I have, it has to be 45 minutes. Yeah. And like, that's the fact in our head. And we're like, wait a minute, why? <laughs> and then when we see our answer, we're like, oh, okay. That's just, that's just diet culture. <laughs> that's, that's not really me wanting that. Okay. That's so true. Yeah. That's exactly Because everything we see is that it's like, they're always pushing, you know, harder workouts or like these really buff guys and, and girls. It's like, you know, this is not realistic. 
that's why like I have to I have to laugh and I mean it's easier for me I guess because I'm I'm recovered but like when I hear an instructor saying things like like the pain is good I'm like no no it's not what are you talking about that thing I'm like no you're literally like killing yourself I know this is like not pleasurable anymore hard pass exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh oh this is good we have um we have four minutes I did want to touch on one other thing that you said and then we got into something else but I wanted to come back to it um you're distracted eating you were saying like you, you know you kind of want to avoid eating and you just want to get it over with I wanted to dig a little bit into that um with a little bit of a why questioning why do you think that might be why do you think you don't want to because you say it's a lot of distracted eating why don't you want to sit with your thoughts when you eat what do you think I think I just have like an unhealthy relationship with food. I feel like with food, it's always been like either I overeat, like, again, like I, I take out my emotions on food. So it's either like, I'm very depressed and I'll eat a lot, but I haven't done that in a while. That's been, that was more my early twenties. Lately, it's been like, if I'm very upset about something or very nervous, I just don't eat. So I kind of like, I, I think I just avoid food. And then like, as a teacher, I was anorexic and I just, I didn't want to deal with it, I guess. Or I, it was like the doctor told me I was, and I didn't believe him. And I just didn't, you know, like get treatment for it or anything, but I've always felt heavier than I am. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Like, yeah. Little body dysmorphia, maybe what you see in the mirror isn't technically what's there. Right. Cause I remember like my cousin was the one that picked it up he said to me he's like do you think you're fat and I was like yeah I am and he's like you're not you know and I now that I look at it I was that was when I was a teenager so I was like 100 pounds 110 pounds and I felt heavy and I'm now I'm like I was crazy mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> it's, it's like now I see it but it still kind of lingers I guess because now I'm at 115 and I'm like that's a good weight but when I look in the mirror, I still feel like, am I too heavy? You know, mm. but I, I know I'm not, but that those thoughts are still like there. Sure. Yeah. Too heavy by whose standards? Media. <laughs> I think back to like, God, I think back to like the shows I watched and like the, the people I idolized, you know, as a kid and all that. And I was like, oh my God, they were so thin. And how much, how much pressure and work do you, and criticism do you think they got to be where they were looking the way that they did, right? Like we tend not to even think about that. Like we see these models and we're like, oh my God, like they're so beautiful. They're so successful, but it's like, what are they doing behind the scenes that we don't know about? And I would say nine times out of 10, it's probably very disordered. I've heard stories about, you know, models soaking uh, cotton balls in water and eating them just to fill their stomach up like that that's really sad you know what I mean like it's not worth it at that point but that's something to all unravel with time like when you think about things like that but um this was a great session I think we got a lot done how do you feel about it I, I feel much better I feel like I have hope now because <laughs> before I was just like, what do I do? Like I, 
can kind of pinpoint some of my problems, but I'm just like, what do I do? You know, where do I go from here? Kind of thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I have like, my notes look like a beautiful mind. It's just like kind of all over the place. So I'm going to organize this all. (laughs) I'm going to organize it all. I'm going to put it in an email to you. I'll probably get it out to you um, in about 20 minutes or so. So look out for that. Look out for it in the spam folder because Samantha had her private meeting already and she said it was in her spam folder. So um, otherwise... Yeah, no, I'm, I think we got a good blend of kind of mindset work and peeling back some of the layers of what you're thinking about, but also some more uh, practical strategies that we can start implementing today. So good. All right. So that is it for today's episode. Seriously, of all the podcasts you can be listening to, I'm so honored that you took the time to listen to mine. I'm also so proud of you for taking this small step forward toward food and body freedom. If you like what you hear and you want to work with me as your coach, go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com to schedule a free 15-minute discovery call. That way I can hear your specific needs and set up a game plan for your success. I would also be so, so grateful if you could subscribe, follow, rate, and review this podcast so many more people who need help with dieting, body image, disordered eating, and fitness can find our message of freedom. Until next time.